Hello. Hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic Bachelor recap podcast ever. Oh my God. How do how did we get that uh, designation? Um, if Chris Harrison can do it for every episode of The Bachelor, I can do it for this podcast. That's what I decided. Absolutely. I agree. 110%. The reviews yeah. are in and we are incredibly dramatic people. I mean, I know that we're both feeling dramatic about the same thing this week without having talked about it all that much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a so, little overwhelmed with emotion. I'm about to have a mental breakdown. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm my walls have come back up because someone didn't jump one. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I so I went to a movie yesterday and I met with. Like my mom met me there because she has some of my mail. That's a whole other story. But she did a mail drop off at this movie theater. And so I said to her, oh, hey, I didn't get to watch The Bachelor yet, but I'm going to be watching it tonight and writing the recap. And and I was like, I'll talk to you about it later because we all we pretty much after every episode, we do a download, talk about how we feel. So it's like a, a less formal version of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, And I was like, and she was like, oh, my God. Oh, OK. And like she reacted kind of strongly. And I was like, oh, do I want to ask her? Do I want to know or do I want to wait? And I was like, OK, just tell me one thing. <laughs> Does he jump the fence? That, that's goes, the only thing anyone cares about. <laughs> and she goes, no. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> How has he not jumped the fence yet? I'm it's it's absolutely insane. So and disappointed. I don't even know where the fence jumping comes in at this point. Like uh, how many fences exist? Where is he going to be jumping fences now? I I don't, I'm just terribly confused about the whole thing. Yeah. Well, especially because we've been seeing previews of him jumping the fence mm -hmm. and then, I mean, not to go way to the end of this episode, but on the next episode, there's no preview of him jumping a fence. Um, but now I read something on the interwebs that he did leave the show for a while. Oh, well, but I don't I don't know how true that is. But uh, some Internet source told me that he did actually leave for a little while and they stopped filming and oh resumed. God. So my thought is it it's probably that's got to be one of the last episodes because they're not in some destination as far as i can tell it mm -hmm. it doesn't look all that like fabulous or whatever where he's jumping the fence um so it's obviously not hometowns because they totally would have teased it if it was so it's gotta we've got to be at least two to three weeks away from it and then there's like women tell all so yeah there's, there's... i'm just really disappointed with this whole thing I don't know what to say anymore. I, I feel like we've been led astray. Um, you know, you, you've heard yeah. of government false flags. This is a false fence. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm thoroughly disgusted by what ABC is doing to us. But, you know, here we are. We And we tune in every week. That's the only reason. Because at this point, if we weren't being teased by the fence, there's there's nothing really <laughs> pulling me towards the show. I need the fence. That's what I need. We've been treading water for weeks. Weeks. Yeah. This is and this episode 
is the most water tready treading water episode I have ever seen in the history of this show. It was maddening. Like the entire time I was watching it, it was just silent screaming in my head. That was it. <laughs> it's the least dramatic episode of The Bachelor ever is mm. what it is. It was so dumb. Well, the way my mom described it was she goes, oh, it's just like middle school bullshit. <laughs> It really is. And coming from someone who worked in a middle school for 30 years, I mean, that's like a strong endorsement of the, yeah. <laughs> of the behavior on the show. Um, so, okay. So let's just jump into it. The only thing that I will say has been more interesting is that Colton seems to be swearing more and more every episode. And uh -huh. that is kind of bringing me back, I will say, because I'm enjoying that. I think it's very funny. <laughs> um, so we had some previously, and then we get to open with the Colton cam, which is my favorite part of the show. Oh we yeah. Get to watch him unravel. Um, he's really, he's totally bugging about the stuff that Katie told him. And for some reason, this person we barely saw on the show is the person he trusts the absolute most and mm -hmm. if katie says it it must be true i um, i don't understand any of this either because you know part <laughs> of it is is the editing that goes into an episode of the bachelor so you know clearly we're being pushed in certain directions and and being pushed to feel certain ways about certain people right. but i i just yeah you'd think if this was something he, that he had such a strong connection with and he trusted so much we would have seen or heard more about them. And there's just, there's nothing. And then all these people that are like, oh, they're in it for the wrong reasons. You you think that somebody would have gotten a camera shot to kind of drive that home. But instead, they've chosen, they either don't have that footage because they didn't get it or it doesn't exist, or they've chosen to leave that out and instead try to make the, the dramatic arc of, this like just keeping the audience and Colton in the dark at the same time, which I, I don't know about that. I feel like I can get more emotionally invested if I know something that Colton doesn't know. And I'm, I'm trying to lead him by screaming at my television, but that's not what <laughs> Right. What's that quote that Alfred Hitchcock has about suspense, you know, where it's like, you know, um, surprise is like when two people are sitting somewhere for 15 minutes and at the end a bomb goes off and we all are caught off guard. But, but suspense is like, if two people are sitting at I'm totally butchering his quote, but it's like suspense is like, if two people are sitting at a table together and the audience knows that there's a bomb underneath them and they're talking mm -hmm. in a really relaxed manner. And, and we all know that the bomb's going to go off. And yeah, yeah, we're doing that, like yelling at the TV thing. I think that would be more compelling. And here's another theory. Um, you know, I think the producers are probably trying to get us to root for people who maybe some of the girls don't want us to root for. I think it could be something that's happening the same way with what happened with Vanessa, mm -hmm. where clearly Vanessa wasn't well liked by everybody. Yeah. Um, Rachel had a problem with her and I love Rachel. So in my opinion, if Rachel doesn't like you, you're terrible. Sure. Sure. Not to say that the person she ended up with was my choice, but whatever. Um, but, you know, like we didn't see any of that on the show. Mm -hmm. You heard about it afterwards. This could be something like that, too. Yeah. Well, And the problem that we're running into now is, you know, there's usually there's a clear favorite in terms of who we as the audience think is is the Bachelor's favorite or the Bachelorette's favorite. 
and a lot of that is you know editing and stuff but there's no clear like there's no clear colton favorite really but there's also no clear audience favorite there's no person you know do you remember on on uh the bachelorette uh i think it was rachel's season where everybody wanted Peter to win, the the guy with the salt and pepper well, hair and the and the gap tooth. I didn't and, want Peter to win. Well, I mean, personal trainer from Madison, Wisconsin. Come on. Ugh, I, I didn't want Peter Madison, to win. Right? <laughs> he is from Madison. Apparently, his workout classes just sell out constantly now. I I would imagine. Um, ugh, I roll. No, Peter was fake AF, but so is the guy she ended up with. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I wanted Eric to win. Okay. <laughs> I was team Eric. Is, all the wait, way. is Eric Ke- the one with the widow's peak? No. Who is that guy? Eric, okay. he was on he was on Bachelor in Paradise in Winter Games. Oh, he was barely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was barely shown in Winter Games. And then <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise, he he kind of screwed himself over a little bit. Mm-hmm. He kind of looked a little a little messy. But I still <laughs> love him. Um I thought he was great because he was just like happy to be there. He was just like, this is awesome. Like, you know, every everything he did on that show, he was just like, oh, my God, like you're putting me in this nice outfit and I get to have dinner and travel. This is amazing. Like he just everything I've ever wanted. (laughs) He's like, you know, he is like a motivational speaker type of a guy, like all of his social you know, feeds are mm-hmm. kind of like that. But for some reason, it's not in a way that's gross to me. Like, I was like, yeah, I believe it. But like, Peter, I thought it was really emotionally manipulative that he like reached out to her the way he did. And I just mm-hmm. felt like he was totally like toying with her. And he had like a tweet from several years ago about like scheming to be the bachelor. So, in my opinion, <laughs> his only motivation for doing the show is because he wanted to be the bachelor. And then he shot himself in the foot by doing the things that he did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, who but among sure, us an, in the. But uh, sure, he's an audience favorite. Sure. <laughs> Just <yeah>. not me. <laughs> Everybody loves handsome Peter. He is very good looking. I'm going to give him that. But. I mean, if, if I was like just a, a, a personal trainer living in my mom's basement with <laughs> at least one muscle on my body, I would probably want to be on The Bachelor. Like, that's that's just a thing. So isn't that who can just, blame him? Isn't, isn't that most personal trainers career trajectories at this point? I think. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. They don't want to become content creators, so they got to do something else. That's that's what you do. You become a content creator, you write a shitty book, and or you go on The Bachelor. That's it. That's your career arc. Yeah. I You see, you keep reminding me, I got to read Courtney's book. I'll read it, and I will report on a future episode about Excellent. my feelings about her book, because I do really, I've heard good things, and I want to read Bachelor Nation. Anyway, maybe we'll do like special book club episodes. That oh, I like really that. Fun. I like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm already drinking wine. That's like step one of a book club. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so Colton Cam, um, at the end, he's like, what the fuck? And <laughs> and what the fuck indeed? The girls are back in the States, and they're nervous as all heck, including big eyes, because next week is hometowns. Mm. It's big time, baby. Big time. Big time hometown. So they're in Denver, which is Colton's hometown, which I didn't realize why did i think it was somewhere else i don't know i i didn't realize it was denver either i i don't know 
I get, does he still live there? Or I, for some reason, I he just struck me as like California for some reason. I'm not sure why. But I was like, Denver's too fancy for Colton. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a down home boy. I expected yeah. him to be like like Oklahoma born and raised, and then he moved to San Diego or something like that's, yeah. that's what I expected. Yeah, where he's like the strip malls call me, you know, mm-hmm. like something like that. I was very surprised. I was like, this is like cooler than I thought you were. But mm-hmm. see, Colton has been, even though he's boring as hell, he he still surprises me. I like him more than I thought I would, and. I'm like, oh, that's very cool that you live in Denver. And mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cute. I don't remember who said, oh, I love it here. And he was like, oh, good, me too. And I thought that was kind of goofy and sweet. Oh, that, that um, was on his that was on his first date with... Uh, oh, uh, with Taisha? With Taisha, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought that was funny. Where, where she's like, I love it here. He's like, haha, me too, because, you know, I live here. And I was like, LOL. Um, but anyway, before that, so Heather's Chiron has changed to has been kissed. Mm-hmm. Important. Very important. That that defines her as a human. Yeah, which was funny because she after she got kissed, it still said never been kissed underneath her for a while because my mom pointed that out. She was like, but she's been kissed already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Is it like I think I mentioned that in a previous episode. Does she have a job? What does she do? Um, so but but then they finally got their shit together and they're like, all right, she has been kissed. We'll update it. Um, That's good. So Colton meets with B Higgs or uh, Ben Higgins, or as I call him, Higgs Benson. And uh, <laughs> another real, so another real personality black hole in the bachelor universe. Why do I like him too? I don't get it. I didn't like him during, during his actual time, but he just, he just tries so hard to stay relevant on the show that I like him. I don't get I, it. I don't. I mean, maybe maybe you're just really optimistic about people with the personality of oatmeal. Like, you know, it's, it's <laughs> inoffensive. It it satisfies your hunger, but maybe it's not too interesting. Maybe I'm like, I can mold him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can change him. <laughs> I can make him interesting. No, I can't. No. Um, I'm, I made the note that his haircut is too fresh. <laughs> like he should have done it a few days before he actually did it. I mean, maybe he wandered on set looking homeless and they just had to do something about it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's funky fresh. I'm saying it's too new. Um, mm-hmm. He also steals Cheryl Sandberg's advice and he tells Colton to lean in. Oh boy. <laughs> and then I wrote, can Colton and Ben just date? I would prefer that. That's the plot. I'm shipping them hard. I am shipping them so hard. <laughs> So Colton jumps the fence, which is both a literal thing that's going to happen and a metaphor for his, uh, you know, his awakening sexuality. And then he passionately tongue kisses Ben. Oh, my God. That would be amazing if he was just like, you know what? I was just a virgin because I just realized I want to fuck dudes. And then they just make out and I'd be like, yes. And then I then The Bachelor would be my favorite show till the end of time. Mm hmm. I don't think we're going to have that, though. It's like if we could have a gay Elsa, you know, which might happen. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Is there plans for that in Frozen 2? I know people Uh, are Are, are asking hardcore about it. Are you asking like shitty Republican Disney executives or are you asking Tumblr? Because you're going to get two different answers there. (laughs) Man, they should understand that it's just it's like marketing gold. To make yeah. a gay Elsa. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. 
<laughs> I just want it to happen. Hey, um, TV, more gay stuff. Come on. I want all. Can you just make this more gay? Well, and I know that there's like, okay, real quick tangent. <laughs> That's what this podcast should be called. Real exactly. quick tangent. <laughs> um, okay, there was like that gay version of The Bachelor, Finding Prince Charming or something like that, and mm-hmm. I heard it was just a shit show, and that oh. it wasn't actually even all that enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But I really think you've got to have like 20 years of production experience under your belt. Okay, maybe not that many. But I think they've got the right formula on The Bachelor. It's like they should really, I know they won't do it, but they should like really branch out and just give us more gay stuff. Yeah, please. like just just do that that weird, shitty Tila Tequila show from VH1, but with less white supremacy, and you've got a hit. I really liked that first girl who won on that show, the firefighter. She was oh, cool. Oh, yeah. She's cool. God, she was it's cool. too bad that uh, she got chosen by a woman who, like, her, her favorite pastime is going to Auschwitz and then taking Instagram photos and being like, cool being at this place where stuff didn't happen. It's like, oh, yeah. tequila, tequila. Yeesh. God, yeah. Who, who could see that coming? Oh, everyone? Great. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that was a show. Um, okay, so now there's a dog, so I'm interested. Oh, and sure. And it's Colton's dog. And what's his, is his dog's name Trigger? No, it's Sniper. No, Sniper, Sniper. I was because, like, it's something gun-related. Listen, Colton may be a virgin, but he still knows how to, like, you know, wag his big masculine wiener around. <laughs> I named my dog after Chris Kyle, the American Sniper who I idolize. He didn't yeah. say that, but that was the monologue in, in yeah, my head. Yeah, I mean, God, it's like, Colton, you could be so cool if you were, like, gay and mm-hmm. liberal. Yeah. Can you just change everything about who you are, and I'll like you more? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he but, doesn't exactly strike me as a Republican. I think he's, I mean, like, one of those mm-hmm. guys where he's like, you know, I don't vote very much, but I just think that, like, everyone should be nicer to each other. That's, like, my political stance is, like just love yeah more. he's probably moderate and he probably says all lives matter Ugh. Yeah. anyway i'm I, i'm hoping he's a maoist but you know oh hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man what if he was like a pirate <laughs> a big gay pirate maoist that'd be cool <laughs> okay this this is uh our fan fiction is gonna be really good dude yeah um, pop it off tonight we've got this whole thing written for you disney come on just go with it <laughs> Whoever said, um, hi, puppers is my new favorite person on the show. Don't know mm-hmm. who said it, but I was, but I was like, that's me everywhere. <laughs> Humans don't care. Dog. Hello. Please be my friend. Yeah. I'm going to win you over. That's my only goal. Um, but anyway, so then he meets the girls and they're all like, your dog is so cute. And he's like, guess what? One-on-one start now. So you don't get to hang out with my dog except for Tasha. You do. Ha ha. Bye everybody. Yeah, weird and, choice, too. Well, she's really good at inserting herself in, mm-hmm. in a way that Demi tried to do but didn't manage as, as like, in as sophisticated a manner as Tasha did. She's, mm-hmm. like, sneakier about it. She's very, like, subtle. Oh, yeah. It's like subtle and, and... She's just, like, yeah. Yeah, she's and she's good at throwing shade subtly, too, while, like, trying to seem less villainous about the whole thing. And, but, yeah, like, oh, I'm just concerned. And you're like, oh, 
you're not. It's like, you're I know that's a bachelor code word. Yeah, I'm just concerned. I'm just, I just care. Um, I also, for some reason, never noticed that she was a phlebotomist until just now. Oh, yeah. That's some real shit. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's got a real job. Yeah, not a lot so of notes. take notes, content creators, and been <laughs> kissed now. Yeah. Um, she And yes. if, if Colton needs a transfusion at any point, she's there for him. She cares. I mean, I will say that it was genius of Rachel to hook up with a guy who's a chiropractor. Because to get, like, massages and, like, work done for life, like, mm-hmm. good on you. I at mean, least... why, why do you think I proposed to a massage therapist? I, right? Like... You got to... You got to be with someone who can be of use to you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Sorry, Susan. I know you're listening. I love you for reasons other than your your, uh, back rubs, but, you know, they're good, too. I mean, you know, if you can get if you can get logo work for free, Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Just saying. Yeah, Um, I don't I don't really know what I bring to a relationship. Um, (laughs) I have a good cat. That's all. Um, I bring sweet, sweet DDR moves. Wow, that's always good. Um, yeah, I, I, I have an extension horror. <laughs> I have an extensive <laughs> horror film collection. I don't, I don't know how desirable that is. Oh, that's just wow. Yeah, that I just mean, women, oozes desirability. It is. Women walk into my house and they're like, "I see oozes. that you are very into video games and murder movies." <laughs> <laughs> I feel safe here. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I got to I got to play. I played DDR for the first time in a long time this past weekend. How'd that and, go for you? Um, it was sweaty, <laughs> <laughs> but I still kind of got it. Um, anyway, uh, so okay, so Colton takes Tasha for his casual Saturday activities, which include oysters, ice cream, and sparkling rosé, because. Colton is a basic uh, bitch. Also, can you imagine like the gastric it, like distress that this combination would cause? So like, many oysters, dairy, and booze. Oh, <laughs> like I th- that you know what you know what happens if that's my day? Then there is no rose at the end of the night because I'm like laying in a bath bathtub, shitting myself and vomiting at the same time. <laughs> Good thing they don't eat all of the food that they show. But I, like I said, I mean, I think Colton is making a point to eat more on the show than any other Bachelor, and I commend mm-hmm. him for it. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that. Uh, now we just need more shots of women actually eating. Uh, although we did get the cheeseburger eating shot yeah. and some bug eating. So that's good on you. Carl's Jr. of them. Um. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so they're so they're out on their dates, and then. This is what I thought was interesting because I wrote interesting in all caps next to it mm. um, is that Colton actually asked Tasha what she heard. And that's kind of like a hall pass to tattle without getting in trouble for tattling. Oh, sure. And she and she addressed mm-hmm. it perfectly, too, because she said, well, you know, I don't want to tattle on anyone. But and then she just bleh, like spills it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's like tattle insurance. Mm-hmm. We know what that is. Yeah. So she was like. Yeah, she's like, um, so, so, and then we go back to the hotel and Cassie and Kaylin are like, well, I'm worried a little about her talking to him, but I mean, it's not about us. And I was like foreshadowing. And mm-hmm. then 
She's like, yeah, I don't think Cassie and Kaylin are genuine. They're not. She said not here for the right reasons, but she said it in a slightly different way to not sound too soundbitey. But I heard yeah. it anyway. Yeah. And and these reasons have never been fleshed out in any way, shape or form. Like the whole I mean, at least for us as an audience, this is all very nebulous. We don't we don't see any of this. But also it's a little suspect because now like a half dozen women have told him this. So really the subtitle of this episode is Colton, you're playing yourself because all these people keep telling him the same things over and over again. But then he has this problem where the two people that they keep saying things about are clearly the two people that he probably likes a little bit more than everyone else. Yeah. So he's just like, well, I could listen to you. Or I could listen to my wiener, and that's yeah. why I'm going here. Wiener. Um, well, I mean, also, in their defense, um, if they need defending, if, if they're actually telling the truth. You know, it's like all that stuff could be taken out of context. They could be doing it to get a competitive edge. You know, it could come out at the women tell all, like, yeah, you know what? I just made a lot of assumptions because I wanted – the upper hand i wanted the competitive advantage and this is how i decided to play the show yeah you know um and i don't think it's crazy for anyone on the show to wonder like well if this doesn't work out do you think you know what's next maybe i do stand a chance of being the next bachelorette and maybe that's even their way of like dealing with disappointment yeah, and the pressure you know, of being in the situation, sure. Yeah, like, okay, well, he's only going to pick one of us. The chances are good that it's not going to be me, you know. Mm-hmm. But, oh, well, maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe maybe I'd be the next Bachelorette. Or maybe they think that they have the strongest relationships and they were saying, well, you know, one of us is maybe going to get chosen. The other one of us maybe has a chance of being the next Bachelorette. It's like this conversation could have gone down in a lot of ways that I think could have been totally not shady. They're just being realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe they said that they wouldn't be ready to get engaged after this. Maybe they said it in a different way. You know, maybe they were like, Oh God, it seems like a lot. I hope I'm ready or sure. And, and maybe know, they said it, it two weeks nervous. in, we don't yeah. know the time frame for any of and this. And like their feelings have changed and they feel stronger now, or they're like, you know what? Now I'm ready to take a leap. It's like, this is like a weird environment with weird situations designed to make your body react in a way that makes you feel like you're falling in love which is the fucking craziest thing Mm -hmm. about the show you know and so it's like okay well if they're in that situation and they're seeing it as like you know like i mean a a couple days can make a big difference on the show because they're putting Mm -hmm. them in situations where it's like their adrenaline's going or they're they've got a lot of romantic shit happening around whatever you know it's like I don't know. I don't think that's crazy. I, I, I tend to trust people more who are realistic about it. And oh, absolutely. Say things like that. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of on their, I mean, cause I feel like a lot of people are probably rooting against them. I'm, I'm more on their side than on the other girl side. Cause I'm like, well, at least they're being pragmatic about it in this yeah. odd situation. They're talking about things that are actually going to, that could actually happen to them after the show. And talking about their own insecurities. And obviously the two of them have become really close friends. You you know, like you see them talking mm-hmm. a lot during the show. Um, so they feel safe talking to each other. There might be things that they discuss that they didn't want the other girls to know because they felt insecure about it. I don't know. It's just like, 
So, so I see where they're going with it. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that means that they're not ready or that they're not a good fit. I think they're just like trying to play out different situations in their mind so that they that they don't get too upset if something that they want doesn't happen. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's just sure. me trying to side with them. You can you can take the counterpoint if you want to. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's interesting because. There, there were so many girls that just came out and said, like, we think they're here for the wrong reasons. But also, uh, in Kaylin and Cassie's own words, they're like, we weren't friends or particularly close with any of these girls that have been saying this stuff. And it seems like they, they sort of have formed a bond between the two of them, and they don't, like, fraternize with the other girls that way. So, yeah. really, it, it could just be the other girls thinking that because they're close but not close with another group that they're you know there's all kinds of like weird like almost like tribal dynamics going on here yeah. that just it's 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 all insane and we as an audience haven't been privy to <laughs> any of this we're completely in the dark so it makes it infinitely more frustrating because it's not like a oh i can see both sides of it thing the way they present it if you just take it at face value for the way the show's like it's just like this is fucking maddening like, I don't yeah. see anything. It's just them creating this drama out of literally nothing. There's nothing for us as an, as an audience, one way or the other, to really, uh, you know, latch on to here. Right. And I mean, one thing, here's another thing that could have happened. The producers <laughs> could have gone to these girls and said, oh, hey, you know, we heard... Kaylin and Cassie talking about this and I think you should bring that to Colton's attention because you know what it is his greatest fear that he gets down on one knee and that feeling is not reciprocated Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't want him to to experience his greatest fear on the show would you well you gotta help him and then gets them riled up and they're like yeah I'm gonna help Colton I'm gonna do this as a service to him Mm -hmm. like I think it's very likely as well that something like that happened that none of these girls actually heard anything Mm -hmm. and that they're just saying like well i heard this and i'm worried about you yeah you know and it's on colton too like it's colton's obligation to convey his feelings and expectations towards these women uh, to which he has been very bad at reciprocating feelings to women that have like said hey this is where i'm at this is how i feel and he never he never gives that back to them. So, yeah, like I I would be completely guarded if I was trying to to date this guy. And you know he if he if that's what he really wants, he needs to convey that that he's expecting to propose to a woman who's going to say yes to him at the end of this. Because there have been plenty of bachelors that are like, you know what, I want to take it slow, and I want to see how this goes, and you know blah blah blah, and all this stuff. And you know each bachelor is slightly different, and there's always going to be something at the end. And they're going to end up with someone, but what form that takes and how quickly it moves is totally up to the discretion of the two people. So, yeah, if Colton's not reciprocating feelings and not making it abundantly clear what his expectation is, then he's a fucking dunce. Because <laughs> what woman would want to make it to the very end and then just be like, um, actually, uh, not interested? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, they're not going to do that. Um, obviously, I mean, you know, and we see that in this episode too, like the women have been, I mean, as far as I can tell, they've been really forthcoming with him. And when they feel like things aren't happening the way they want to, 
they're leaving and they're all doing it. I mean, and he's doing it too. So it's like, I think he's actually doing an okay job, but he's so paranoid about like screwing up that he's kind of dragging himself down in a way that he doesn't need to be. It's like, he's just kind of got to, well, I mean, honestly, Ben's advice was pretty good. Like if he just kind of gave into the process and was just like, I'm just going to feel what I feel and I'm going to go with my gut. He probably would be doing a lot better, but he's like analyzing things to death. Oh, exactly. And it is not working for him at all. Well, and that's the problem is he's kind of a dunce. Like the way yeah. that he comes off and, and the way that he's dealing with these things, or at least the way that it's presented to us as an audience, it looks like he has the emotional intelligence of like a box of fucking raisins. Like he <laughs> just, and, and on top of that, he has so much self-doubt yeah. About the decisions that he's making. Like, if if anything at all, this should fuel the doubt in the women in the house. And he, how could he get mad at that? He is the one that is perpetuating all of this. Yeah. I Ugh. mean, it's so bad. And then he's like, oh, fuck, this sucks, you know? And he's just, and he's not having fun on his dates. He's being distracted. Like, you know, like his date with Tasha kind of ends there, even though he's in it and they're cooking and whatever. You know, it's like, you can tell he's, like, thinking about all this other stuff. I mean, he does kind of engage with her and ask her about her family, but it's like, that's kind of like the theme of this entire episode is, like, Colton's mind is somewhere else, and if you expect it to be on you, then Mm -hmm. you're mistaken. It is not. Also, Um, he's never cooked food in his entire life. Criminally (laughs) under-seasoning the salmon, Colton, you big fucking idiot. Well, she was like, excuse you, you need to do this. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Put seasoning on food? Me just stick frozen chicken breast in oven. (laughs) See, and it was a sign to me that um, I was meant to make salmon last night because I watched this right before I made salmon for dinner. And I was like, Mm. I'm going to do it better than that. Yeah, I would take Sammy salmon, Sammy salmon over golden (laughs) salmon any day. Yeah, I was very, um, like, braggadocious about my salmon after that. I was like, mine looks better. Um, But anyway, (laughs) so, you know, it's nice. Uh, This is another thing I like. I think the ordinary dates are really cute, but I think when the girls are trying to convince the audience that this is what they want more, they are full Mm -hmm. of shit. Yeah. you want the shopping spree date and just admit it. Oh, yeah, okay? yeah. You want the designer shopping spree. You want, like, Kenny Chesney playing a acoustic guitar. No, not Kenny Chesney, but, like, Kenny Bargain Chesney. Basement, like, 2007 MySpace Kenny Chesney <laughs> surrogate. It's always someone that's just like, here is this pop and or country star that you have absolutely 100% never heard of. Yeah. But then the the bachelor bachelorette is like, here's my very close personal friend, amazing musician so and so. And then the whoever the date is just like, Oh my god, it's so and so. I love them. <laughs> like, no, yeah, you you're don't. like, I have I have literally never heard of this person in my life, and there's no, no way in hell that you know them, and I don't understand in what universe you know them, you know. No, these are these are people whose greatest claim to fame is they may have like ended up on one of those Starbucks mixed CDs or something that no one actually uh, buys. Yeah. These aren't real people or real musicians. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like some random bands, but also they would never appear on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wish, you know, if I was on The Bachelor, I, I would hope that I had some sort of music oversight because I can't imagine, like, my friends watching me on this and, like, you know, 
C-list Kenny Chesney comes on. I'm like, yes, this man that I love, great music. They'd be like, no, Steve's lying. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, how could I even pretend to dig it? Like on a date, I just feel like, like I, I actually was thinking about this on this date because, because who it was Kalen who um had the country music star, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I'm using star very loosely. Um, but I was like, so not buying it. And, and I was thinking in my head, like, do they do an interview beforehand and like in because I know they have an, a really extensive interview process is one of the questions do you like country music mm-hmm. and if you say no are you automatically disqualified from the show I think so that's got to be it I mean I don't think there's been an, a bachelor yet who has I don't know interesting taste in music <laughs> or art of any sort but yeah like if I was on the bachelor would they ask me like hey what kind of music are you into and then I tell them and then they book like Henry Rollins era black flag or something like is that right. do I get that what do I get what, what, like, what's my level of input yeah I mean I'll take I, I I was listening to in my car yesterday uh red walls which was like I don't know if you ever listened to them but they were like a the Chicago band that kind of came out around this like they kind of jumped on that second wave Brit invasion garagey sound thing mm-hmm. in like the mid aughts and I was like man I would strokes band yeah, yeah. They were great, though. I really love them. I saw them. They opened for Jet and Rooney. Um, Ooh, wow, boy. that's such an. That's the most 2005 race. thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them. I saw them at Summerfest and they opened for Rooney and Jet. And that's a real thing that I saw in, yeah, I think 2005. That <laughs> and, sounds about Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that would be cool. Like, mm-hmm. even if I could go back and see 2005 bands that I loved, which they can't cost that much. And I'm sure they would come together for a TV show. But, you know, it's like, that's more believable than all these country bands that no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. And who are probably doing shit. I'm like, they don't know them. There's no, that's off brand. Doesn't make sense. You know, like, who was it? Becca saw, like, Betty Who, right? I was mm-hmm. like, that makes more sense. Yeah, that that feels like reasonable. <laughs> I believed that she loved her. Um, I still can't believe that they had Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally on the show. I was like blown away. Yeah, that was that was interesting. That was very yeah. And Billy Eichner last season. Oh God, Billy Eichner. <laughs> that was great. I was just like, I can't believe that he's doing the show. Oh no, like, he's, I he's think perfect he's, for the show far above this show but at the same time just right you know mm-hmm. um i don't think they got like the nick and megan stuff because they're so dirty and they're like i don't know if you've ever seen them tour but they're so dirty i have not um, <laughs> to the point of being kind of off-putting mm. where you're like oh i don't need to know about all these juices <laughs> 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 or whatever you're just like oh god like they really take it to the extreme. It's like dirtier than John Waters sometimes. Um, oh my God. It's really bad, uh, but it's kind of fun. You know, you just kind of have to be in for that. And I was like, why are they on the show? <laughs> like, This is inappropriate. Um, they they just got to be super fans. That's it. Like they, I think they, must they have probably are. I think they probably are, which makes me like them more. But anyway, so <laughs> we're about 39 minutes in and... <laughs> I don't think we've passed the first date. Um, well, you know, that's okay. Cause 
to this episode's credit, really not much happened. So we're, we're filling no, in the details with better that's stuff. That's so true. That is so true. Um, anyway, so, okay. Um, Colton starts asking Taisha about her family. And he makes it clear that he would want her father's blessing, which, of course, he does. Um, <laughs> and then back at the hotel, we find out that Kaylin gets the one-on-one. And, like, everybody's unhappy. Just every single person is just in the worst mood ever. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't, once again, they don't know how the show works. They're upset. Yeah. And he already said, you're all getting a one-on-one. So right. what why all the stink face this is you're getting your turn you just gotta wait <laughs> well i mean some of them got like a group date but they still got individual time right kind yeah of. yeah well it was yeah. weird though because he said like in the beginning with the dog thing and he was just like yeah you're all getting one-on-one time and this one starts now and then it was one-on-one one-on-one and then it's just like okay and this weird like pseudo group date thingy yeah it was really weird anyway cassie's crying blah 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 um, Tasha thinks her dad's difficult, uh, but but she is very confident in her connection with Colton, and that's all that he needed to hear to give her the rose. So she's the first official hometown date, <laughs> which is wild to me. Yeah, I just don't. I don't really see it with them. No, like, I, I I don't see any sort of on camera connection. And then also, no. he's like, the one thing I need is your father's blessing, and she's like, the one thing I can't guarantee is my father's blessing. <laughs> yeah, but I have a good feeling about that. And he's like, that's enough for me. And then he's like, here, do you want a rose? And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Anyway, so um, I also forgot she was divorced. I don't, I don't know why I forgot she was divorced, but that makes her more interesting to me. Um, and then she's wearing his jersey, which is so cheesy. And I, oh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't and know. And then he was like, ooh, my last name on her jersey. Like, oh, maybe she'll use it in the future. And I was like, no one believes you. Oh, God. She's- or the part where he shows in the bedroom and he's like, this is where the magic doesn't happen. He said that. I missed that. Oh, yeah. my God. Ugh. Pretty, pretty great. Good. Anyway. Um, throw gross. myself into a, I don't know, a ravine somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, so then he says. So then he says the L word tonight. I started to fall in love with Tasha. Oh God. Um. So he's yeah. Has he said that about any other girls? I think he has said it about like one other girl. I'm not sure. And there's no. What do you love about her? What does anybody love about anybody right now? Yeah. Well, I, I guess Hannah B addresses that, and well, Col- Colton addresses it actually regarding Hannah B later in the episode. And that's a brain explosion moment for me. So I'm sure we'll get to that. Okay, we'll save it for now. Um, uh. <laughs> okay, so Kerpa. Kerpa is like the, mm, she's like the Greek chorus of the show. <laughs> <laughs> is what she is. She's like, she's kind of like the unexpected shady lady of the show. Mm-hmm. Where she's just like, it's about to go down. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. before the one-on-one with Kaylin. Like, I don't know. She's got this um, intensity that kind of um, is buried way down, mm-hmm. but you can see it in her eyes. Oh, yeah. Where she's kind of like, she's not the phlebotomist, but she's out for blood. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> so 
So Kaylin and Colton go on a one-on-one, and I, I've been like misspelling Kaylin's name in my notes until this one-on-one for some mm-hmm. reason, and then I got it right. That's how much I care about her. <laughs> um, he believed that because she was vulnerable with him and she shared this really, you know, awful story, that was a sign that they were meant to be together. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, which is uncomfortable. Quite uncomfortable. <laughs> well, and he has a level of trust with her that I think is derived from her willingness to share that. But also, I don't see like out outside of that shared intimate moment that's like where oh the bachelor gets real. I I don't see a big connection with them beyond that, and and that's sort of indicative yeah. of the, really everyone that's left in the show. It's like I I don't know what the deeper connections are. <laughs> Or what Colton's expectations are, because with some people it's obvious. Like, well, Cassie, it's it's physical. With Kaylin, it's you shared this one moment together, and it's just it's like a lot of weird little things. Or, or Tasia, I don't even yeah. know what their connection is. So yeah, I mean, like sometimes I feel like you can see it. It was like, I mean, love him or hate him, uh, probably hate him. Um, you know, JoJo season with Jordan, it was like, well, she's picking him. Like it was just like. We all know it. Mm-hmm. She's picking him at the end. It's obvious. Yeah. She likes him. He's he's her choice. Like, sure. we might as well just end the show now, but we got to keep going. Or like, it was like a slower burn, but like Sean and Catherine, that was pretty obvious like midway through the season. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of chemistry. And I feel like Ashley and JP, that was also pretty obvious. Um, there's like a few where it's like, yeah, you didn't see that a mile away, you know, like, you know, and I would say I did. I, so I will say that I do know what happens at the end of these shows. Cause I read spoilers, <laughs> um, but I won't, I would never say anything cause I'm a good sport. Yeah. Um, but I knew Becca was going to pick Garrett and I was pissed and I just watched you guys, you know, Mm-hmm. yell at the TV every time she was getting along with Garrett. And I was like, but it's it was obvious to me even, I mean, I know I knew it ahead of time, but it was like, it was still obvious that they had a lot of chemistry. Sure, yeah. That she was really into him. And, and she seemed fairly focused on him. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a whole lot with the other guys, even though I was rooting for Blake and I knew it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> And it shouldn't have, because that would have broken him even more. Um, yeah. Now he has a chance at a normal life. But um, <laughs> it was just, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I just don't see it with any of these girls. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's just nothing. There's nothing. I, I just, I don't know. And and you could see it, you could see it across the board. Like the chemistry's not there and the way that they're just trying to cobble together and edit for each episode to pad this all out. You're like, there is absolutely nothing going on i feel like he's got the most chemistry with big eyes mm-hmm. they yeah. seem like the most drawn to each other they they do they do know, have a lot physically. of physical chemistry but then also we we don't see much beyond that i guess and no. even even in her segment towards the end of the episode which i'm sure we'll talk about in detail there's an opportunity to give us more about what their relationship is but right. mostly it's just, you know, big eyes make Colton wee wee happy. Like, that's it. 
Yeah. Same with Cassie. It's like a lot of making out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's just, it, and I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Ari's season had so many interesting girls and I'm just kind of feeling starved for that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, give me more interesting girls. Anyway. So, um, okay. One-on-one. So they're going snowboarding. She's brand new to snowboarding. And I wrote down, that's my dating nightmare. I would never <laughs> do something on a on an early date with someone if I didn't think I would crush it. Oh yeah. But that's my own insecurity. Um <laughs> But lucky for her, the snowboarding portion is short because the interrogation portion is very long. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. So anyway, so Colton confront. There's a lot of this I didn't write specific notes about because it was just the same thing over and over, and I was just like done with it. But Colton was confronting her about the things that Tasha said, and she's upset. She says it's fabricated, you know, and she's like, the only person who knows if I'm ready for marriage is me, and I am. And she's, you know, she's she's saying she's blindsided, she's caught off guard about the Bachelorette talk, and she said, I'm genuinely so confused and incredibly frustrated. Um, but she's a pageant girl, so I don't know. I mean, I believe her for the most part. I, I believe that the talk wasn't as bad as these girls are making it sound. That's what I believe. Yeah. I'm sure she said something to that degree, um, but I'm sure it wasn't as bad as they're making it sound because I feel like if they had it, they would air it. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, I better get a fucking rose because I will call that stupid bitch out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which I loved and I had to I had to quote it. Um but yeah, so Colton is upset, you know, and he's like, Well, and it's happening before hometowns, and it was like, Have you seen the show? Mm-hmm. Of course there's gonna be drama before hometowns. Duh, that's what the show's all about. <laughs> yeah, you can't just be like, and I'm just sliding into hometowns with no problems. Like that's <laughs> not gonna happen. Um, she's frustrated. She's caught off guard. She's scared. She hopes it's them at the end. She wants marriage and kids, whatever. And she tells him she's falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he says, what you've been through gives me more confidence in us, which is another weird Oof. thing to say. Red flag. <laughs> Does not make sense to me at all. I don't like it. No. Is but- that something that he is attracted to? Is he trying to say that like, your, you know, your your toughness and your perseverance and, you know, your ability to, to feel comfortable sharing these things with me, like, that shows me that you're serious and commit. Like, is that what he's trying to say? Because what she went through shouldn't make you want, like, what, what? That's just gross. That's weird, the way that you're presenting that. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, like... The way that I interpret it is like, you're not going to pressure me into doing things. Yeah. So that makes me feel good. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, you shouldn't want anybody to go through that. And it almost kind of sounds like that. And that's not okay. Um, But he tells her he's falling in love as well. And then they get a concert at Red Rocks. And I'm jealous. Yeah. With who? Um, With who's the person at the concert? I don't know. What exactly. It's, it's exactly. It's some it's rando. not Kenny Chesney. <laughs> it's not even Kenny Chesney. No, it's not. Okay. I don't. I don't even know pop country good enough to know who this guy is. Also, he's got like I one of those pretend. weird like I'm a telemarketer like 
headphone wireless mics that creeps me out. <laughs> it's terrifying. I don't like him. If they were like, here's all American rejects, 2005 Sammy would be so happy. <laughs> here's Keenan Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keen. Oh, right. I love Keen. Snow Patrol. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> here's randomly the Postal Service. Oh, um, Snow Patrol, shoegaze <laughs> for your mom. <laughs> I was never that into Snow Patrol, but I'm I'm supportive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, so uh, yeah, I said someone I don't know, but Kaylin at least pretends to know is singing. LOL. That was my note. <laughs> yeah, um, at least she's enthusiastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then th- we get back to the hotel, and Hannah Bama gets the second one-on-one, and and then everybody else is upset, including Big Eyes and Cassie. Um, then when we get back from the commercial, because that's all that happened then and I didn't care, um, Kaylin and Cassie are pissed and they're like, it's time to confront Tasha. Mm-hmm. And Kaylin confronts Tasha like a pageant girl would. She's like, you know, I feel confused and hurt. <laughs> and I just feel like our friendship was kind of a lie. And I wrote kind of for sure. Like it was definitely because yeah, you kind of didn't have a friendship. <laughs> If she was a friend to you, she wouldn't throw you under the bus like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are not friends. Yeah. So that sucks for you. Um. So then, okay. So then we're at Hannah's one-on-one. I, I love she this. Gets to, <laughs> she gets to hang out with the folks. And um, she said she wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for Colton. If you have more to talk about here, I got kind of bored with this, but Oh, it's there's there's a couple things here that really stuck out to me that uh, there's a okay, lot tell- about this segment that I really love. Okay, cool, because I was kind of like so like tell me what stuck out to you and maybe I just blocked it out of my memory cuz I don't like her. Well, I mean, one, the reason you blocked it out of your memory because it was terminally boring and these two people don't belong <laughs> together, so yeah, I, there's nothing going on chemistry wise. Uh, two, yeah. there wasn't much chemistry to begin with. And we've seen this since their very first one-on-one where they just had awkward conversations in a hot tub. And it just, it it made me squirm because they were so uncomfortable together. So this is yeah. nothing new. And yeah. oh my God, there's, there's so much great stuff going on here. So first, you may have noticed that, uh, you know what, Hannah B, God bless her, wear what you want. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Uh, but when she met Colton's dog in the park, she was wearing this little number. It was like a, it was like a sheer top with kind of like a, I don't know if it was like a, like a bra or like a, just like a bikini style undershirt thing going on. But then the sheer black top over that and like a jacket. And then I feel like some production assistant was just like, Hey, you're going on this date. You might want to, you know, change it up a little bit, but still keep it kind of casual. So she chose to, to meet the parents, which she didn't know she was doing, but she chose crop top sweatshirt, which if I'm making a list of meet the parents outfits, <laughs> I'm leaving that one yeah. off the table personally for me. And then she does she does her perfect beauty queen thing where she's like, hi to everybody, but there's just nothing yeah. going on. She's just glass eyed, big smile. And then, oh my God, Colton, he has this amazing moment. And this is 
just this is him in a nutshell. This is every relationship that he has right now. This is if you boil this season of The Bachelor down to its absolute essence, who is Colton? What is the show this season? What kind of relationships are forming? This moment is it. Colton is talking to his father, and his dad goes, well, what do you, what do you like about her? And he says, I like how much she likes me. <laughs> like, oh, my what? God. How did I miss that? How you did I miss that? Absolute trash I'm... person. What I must have been fuck? snacking. <laughs> oh like my God. The, the only thing that like you are down to a point where there are like a half dozen women left. So yeah. there's a, a, a one in six chance that you will propose to this woman in a matter of weeks. And the best thing that you can say to her when you're talking to your father is that you like that she likes you. And then he says, well, have you told her how you feel? And he goes, no, she told me that I was that she was falling in love with me, but I didn't tell her that back. So <laughs> and yet, oh, my God, fully knowing this, that he does not reciprocate her feelings, even though he's like on this desperate, you know, search for someone who is in it for the right reasons. He doesn't reciprocate the feelings. He does, he's not feeling it the way she is. The best thing that he likes about her is the fact that she likes him, even though he doesn't like her that way, which is fucked up. And then he goes through the process of taking her to visit his motherfucking parents, pardon my French, <laughs> motherfucking parents, <laughs> while he knows that he's not that into her. Did he just think yeah. he was going to walk in and, like, he was going to, like, see her next to his mother and be like, she's the one I've changed all my feelings about her. Like, what, what, was, what was the expectation? How can you bring someone in that situation? Why would you do that to your family? Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to her? You are an <laughs> idiot, Colton. <laughs> and breathe. I needed to pay closer attention to that. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But now the only thing that's stuck in my head is, ooh, I love the way you love, love the way you love, love me. me. <laughs> Holy There's nowhere else I'd rather be. <laughs> but in that song, she at least lays out like what that means. And Colton, that just means I like the way she told me she likes me, but I don't like that. Ooh, yeah, I love the way I don't reciprocate feelings. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, she said the L word in Thailand, but he didn't say it back. And he doesn't feel like he's there yet. But this is the person he brings to the family. That's what I thought was the most interesting. And, and then he also says he's struggling again. Which is my favorite thing that Colton says. I'm struggling. <laughs> my man, you have put this burden upon your own shoulders. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to do everything the hardest way. Mm -hmm. And then complain about it. Yep, yep. And then you're going to get frustrated at home. And that's what we're experiencing. Um, Colton needs a bachelor yeah. smarter, not bachelor harder. <laughs> he does. Um, so... Um, yeah, so he's like, this is the week, you know, deciding, do I take that next step in the relationship? You know, he's like, are you ready for something real? And she's like, I don't date to date. I date for marriage, and I'm falling in love with you. And she's really putting it all out there, mm. but it does not. Yeah, yeah but he's he's good. looking for someone who's in it for the right reasons, not that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not the right reason. Duh. Um, 
So, yeah. So anyway, so it, it, it's not going to happen for her. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the hotel, Kerpa thinks the girls, um, thinks the girls that she's talking about who aren't ready, aren't ready. And she's afraid to tell Colton that. So she's like ready to blow that shit up too. And then, and then the girls get shocked. They are less shocked because Hannah B is going home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we are not shocked. Hannah B because, gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's always like, I think it's always an issue if, when someone asks you what you like about somebody, if you, I mean, from, I don't know, for me, it's like, I know I'm really into someone. If I just like, I'm like, the list is never ending, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, even the shit that's stupid, I think is great. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you know, oh, they leave me stickers and I think it's awesome. You know, it's like, sure. it could be the smallest thing, but I think it's the best thing ever or whatever. That's a real example for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's like, and, and I mean, I feel like a lot of contestants in the past, bachelors and bachelorettes, the, you know, the leads or whatever, have had some canned answers where they're like, well, I like that they they bring out a goofy side in me or, you know, they're really, you know, they're really not afraid to go there and go deep and share with me or whatever, <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're being vulnerable. They're bringing their walls down for me. I think they're here for the right reasons. Uh... You know, it's like. There's so many things that you could have said in that situation that might not even ring true, but at least sound better to our ears, the audience. Um, and instead you say, oh, I really like that she likes me. Um, <laughs> yeah, the absolute worst. That, that sounds like, yeah, that sounds like the people I dated out of convenience in middle school because I needed I needed a date to a dance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not what you do when you're 26 years old, Colton. <laughs> get your shit together, buddy. Inappropriate. Uh, get your life together. Also, um, it, it kind of weirded me out, too, that when Hannah B was making her plea for, like, why Colton should choose her, it's just like, not only did she say that she's falling in love with him and that those feelings had deepened, but she's like, I only date to get married. And it's just like, yeah. well, you know, Hannah, there's there's a lot of other reasons to date people, and that those are all perfectly okay reasons. So, like... How old is she? Is she 23? Yeah. She's, she's young, super right? young. If you're 23, oh, like, holy shit, there are way more reasons to date when you're 23. You can do all kinds yeah. of stuff when you're 23 that you can't get away with when you hit your 30s. Like, fucking date everyone. Yeah. Oh, my God. My 30-year-old self wants to yell at her so hard. Yeah. Dude, you're Don't like, you're like, miss- 20s on a loser. Yeah. I mean,. <laughs> Honestly, you should be dating everyone under the sun. You should be dating male fitness models that are idiots. You should have a side piece who's like an 85-year-old like plantation owner. Sugar daddy. Yeah, yeah. and he wears like a, a seersucker suit. And, and just, <laughs> that's what Get you, you need. some, girl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like. Date some rich yeah. old racist. You live in Alabama. You don't care about I anything. I you didn't place and you know, where you wanted. But the fact that you're a beauty queen, you're, you can get, you can. You can get whatever you want. Oh, yeah. That's, you know? that's instantaneous. You go on any dating site and you list that. Yeah. yeah. Pick of the litter. If if I was able to do that, she can do that. Okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm not that great. <laughs> <laughs> if I can game a dating app at 30 years old, I can only imagine what she can get at 23. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's a, that she's a good lucky shape. son of a bitch. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> Um, okay, so we come back. There's a group date. 
It's not a one-on-one. But there's two roses available on the state and two are going home. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much right away, Heather is like, you know what? I don't think it's fair for you to come or for me to go to your or no, for you to come to my hometown if I don't know 100% if you're ready. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. <laughs> Which it's, and then, yeah, it's weird, Colt. Isn't it weird when the, uh, you know, the you're looking at the man in the mirror and he is the shithead and he's the one you should be worried about because she's right. She's right. Yeah. I'm, sup- I mean, man, I mean, I hope she doesn't regret kissing him. I don't think she does because it was a nice, happy moment for her. Like, I don't think she has any negativity associated with that. And she didn't like part with him on bad terms, but she's right. Like she, if she doesn't think that he's ready and she, I, right. I, I'm guessing she has a very religious family. That's just my, you know, speculation based on what she said, and what she shared and how she's talked about her family previously. Right. Yeah. So It, it makes sense. Why would you bring this guy home? And also, my God, you just kissed a man for the first time that you met like four weeks ago, six weeks ago, and this is the guy you're going to marry maybe? Like, that's wild. You also need to get on dating apps. Go out there. Yeah. I hope she kisses around a little bit. Yeah. Like, change change your little thing at the bottom <laughs> of the screen. Make it say kiss several guys. Lost track. In parentheses. <laughs> Lost track of the guys. Ready to bone. Go, yeah, um, go on Bachelor in Paradise. Kiss all the boys on the beach. Do it. Oh, that's genius. She should do it. And you know what? She's um, she won't get the nickname Scallop Fingers because oh, that's God. already taken <laughs> by that other virgin. Um, oh my God, she'd be perfect on Bachelor in Paradise. I hope she gets there. Mm-hmm. I hope you so think too. she'll get there. I think so. Yeah. Who else do you think is going to be on Bachelor in Paradise from this season? Oh. Let's let's talk about it. Um, the woman who looked like Corella Deville, whose name I forget all the time. Oh, the one who gave him her dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demi, yeah, Demi, a hundred percent. Demi, I really, yeah, and I hope she brings it more. Yeah. God, I hope she. Brings uh, it probably more. Cassie Please. too. I think Cassie's going to get cut in the next round, and then uh, she'll end up on Bachelor in Paradise for sure. Um, what about um? Oh my god, I just had it. Anyeka, do you think she'll get on there? Yeah, because she did that thing where she was like banging pots together, and they like rabble yeah. rousers. So basically, she's anyone like who got in a fight l- is going to be on there. Yeah, she's like the less interesting version of Alexis. Um, <laughs> I'm a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> I really, there's something that really endears me to Alexis. I think she's great. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, it's just like that's like the her, sharks do, her- not dolphin. <laughs> I'm a dolphin. Her prop was just so good. And her recounting of things that happened on Bachelor in Paradise were always really funny. She's like legit has a really good sense of humor. Oh, yeah. No, she's she's good. she's like what I wanted on Yeka to be. And then she wasn't. And I was like, why can't she be more like Alexis? <laughs> Disappointed. Um, Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think they're going to come. I'm trying to think. Do you think the sloth will be like the like the random curveball who comes back? I sincerely hope or so. Or maybe or maybe the nut chick. Oh god, yeah, she is. <laughs> There's always like that person where everyone's like, "Who?" <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh yeah, she did this dumb thing." And you're like, "Oh yeah, her." She brought nuts, the one thing that Colton liked the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's bring her back cuz she's the smartest one on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, cool. That helped fill some time. Um, (laughs) 
So Heather leaves. Okay. And I wrote, this drama isn't as interesting as I want it to be, which is just my comment for the entire season. Mm. Why won't he jump the fence? Um, Colton's talking with Cassie now. Uh, Cassie's also shocked. And she said, I would not be here if it weren't for you. Mm. And I feel so helpless. You know, I don't know why someone would make that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Typical shit. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. how everyone's reacting. Like, no, no surprises this is here. All, they're not going to be like, yeah, you know what? I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to keep me around? No. Okay. Well, bye. Um, Colton and Kerpa. I'm so bored. Um, but she, but so this was Kerpa's rationale. And this is why I think Kerpa's full of shit. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think all the girls are full of shit. And this is something I ranted to my mom about earlier today as I was driving all over Tarnation during my day. <laughs> she said, the only two girls to panic and get defensive after he was talking about, you know, I want to make sure who's here for the right reasons, mm-hmm. were Cassie and Kayla. Yeah. And I said, well, fuck, maybe they needed to get defensive because you bitches are gossiping about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're not a part of your group. You know, maybe they felt defensive about it because they're like, oh, all these other girls are friends with each other. We're kind of just friends together and they're going to gang up on us because it's easier to take us down. And maybe that's why they got defensive. I'm not saying it could it could turn out that like it's totally true. Yeah. And they said all this terrible shit. And like, I'm not ruling that out. But my point is. The opposite could be true as well. Mm-hmm. And and the and that she's just kind of like, then you kind of hear that she heard that through Katie. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, so now this is through another person. The world's There's shittiest like game of telephone. Layer to it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and she can't stand up for it because she's not here anymore. And you're just like, well, they got defensive. And it's like, I don't know if this is a really tense environment where weird shit happens. And I feel like mm-hmm. if I was, I mean, the reason I like Blake so much and I like the fact that Colton is going crazy is because if I was on a show like that, that's exactly what would happen oh, yeah, to me. For sure. I would just be like, what, what? Uh, uh, I didn't do. I'm so, I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, I'm so upset. Like they could totally do that to me. And I know it, which is why mm-hmm. I would never do it. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, I ugh, I just think this is such irresponsible journalism mm-hmm. on behalf of Kerpa. <laughs> Get your she's the Breitbart of the Bachelor. <laughs> she is. Okay. She is nowhere near, you know, what Murrow wanted the news to be. So <laughs> she can go. Here's like a little here's an interesting piece of trivia from a former media studies student. Mm. Um I read a bunch of newspapers from 1886, and it's crazy because back then, basically every article was an opinion piece. Oh, yeah. That shit's fun. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really weird because you're like, oh, objective journalism was like, is still kind of new historically. Mm. Um, And that's crazy. But Kerpa's acting like either, yeah, she's Breitbart or writing a newspaper article in 1886 in Milwaukee. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I have to say about it. Um, but yeah, so so Colton doesn't know where the truth is um, because, yeah, he's just thinking with his dick. Um, and Kerpa and Cassie are now fighting. Mm-hmm. And Cassie, you know, 
Yeah, well, and I thought it was funny because Carpool was like, why don't you call her? And Cassie's like, dumbass, do you not know how this, like, like we have access to phones. That was so stupid. Yeah. And like nobody in the audience, well, I mean, maybe some people in the audience think that they have access to It's like to phones, it's the real but- world or Jersey Shore where there's just a phone where you just call people or. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't call anyone. They don't even give them like books. Mm-hmm. They just have to stare at each other all day, every day. No TV. Ugh, no internet, yeah. no books. It's worse than prison. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Because <laughs> um, they get endless alcohol, so it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, That's much better. Endless alcohol and the food they want. Um, but yeah, so so they're fighting. Um, and then Kirk was like, well, I just see red flags. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kerpa. Yeah, this um, whole show is red flags. The entire premise yeah. it is founded on red flags. There is no, yeah. nothing is real. You are living in this a simulation. Maybe, <laughs> this was like a good idea back in the Trista and Ryan days. Now it's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we watch. Um, but yeah, so, so, okay. So now Colton is like, I actually don't know what I want to do with these two roses. So I'm going to hold them until later tonight because mm-hmm. I need clarity which is a word that he's been using a lot lately yeah that's that's what he's looking for clarity which just means yeah he's an idiot (laughs) he's so stuck inside of his own head and he's a dumbass so there's just like oh god colton get it together yeah (sighs) so now he's got so now we're left with cassie kerpa and big eyes and we know one of them is going home Mm -hmm. and he pulls big eyes into the other room and then he comes back and snags a rose. And we hear like giggling and stuff, which my favorite part about that part of the show is that it almost was like a haunted house mm-hmm. where when they were in the room and she was in the other room, you just hear giggling and they're looking around all crazy. Like, and I was like, wait, is it a ghost? And then I was like, oh, it's just big eyes. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> they tricked me. Um, so, so anyway, she. So she comes back to the hotel and they're like, oh, hi. And this is very weird, is it not? Mm -hmm. Super weird. Why do we see nothing between them? Because we've already established that all they do is kiss and and that's it. We've we've seen nothing but like baseline bachelor episode physical attraction. And there's nothing else there. I don't know anything about it. He doesn't have, yeah, (laughs) that's true. There was no, there was like with, um, Tasha and with Kalen, he's got these long speeches about this is why I think you're meant to do hometowns. And none of them were really like um, built on anything. No, not very convincing at all. To begin with. And then he's like, and then you hear, (laughs) and then he gives the roaster. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, it's your future, man. You know, you're going to lose it to one of these girls and then regret it. Um, but anyway, so, okay, so she comes back to the hotel, and then she's like, I mean, she really does look like a deer in headlights oh, constantly. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I mean, there was an altercation. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> but I don't know how the night is going to go. I mean, really, it could, you know, it's anybody's game. I could go either know? way. And we're like, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, <laughs> uh. Hannah, yeah, big guys kind of reminds me. Well, actually, well, a decent amount of the girls remind me of you know 
the people that I used to pretend to be when I worked at a bar and I would sit at the I would sit at the bar and bug my coworkers and order the most annoying drinks possible. Oh my god, can you make me a Long Island but like sub everything for something else? <laughs> I'd be like I'd be like, "Hi. Um, could I have an X-rated and Sprite?" Yes. <laughs> and they'd be like They'd be like, go away. And I'd be like, um, okay, so my friends want shots. Um, could we get three kamikazes, uh, two redheaded sluts, and then like one lemon drop? Thank you. Oh my God, I would kill you. <laughs> I would absolutely kill you. And they'd be like, go, go now, go now. And I'd be like, um, do you sell hypnotic here? For real though, <laughs> this and this is for all the listeners out there. If you are in a crowded bar on like a Friday or Saturday night <laughs> and you order like multiple variants of complex shots or a Long Island iced tea and there's like you're in a line that's like five people deep or something, your bartender will hate you until the end of time. That is it. Don't yeah, do it. It's Don't so true. do it. It's so true. Um, yeah, I also... I also did a show last weekend where there was like a table full of people with vocal fry. <laughs> and I like, I like handed them something that they needed and they were like, what? <laughs> and I gave it to them and they were like, thank you. <laughs> and that's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about big eyes and a couple other girls in the show. Mm. Uh, um, uh. <laughs> So, so uh, Kerpa feels confident for no reason whatsoever, mm-hmm. and uh, but Colton still has to talk to Cassie, and Cassie still gets the rose despite everybody trying to throw her under the bus. <laughs> yep. And then at the end, I wrote, "No fence jump, God damn it!" Well, you know, when when a half dozen people <laughs> say tell you that someone's in it for the wrong reason, and then one person. Tells you actually she is, and you believe the one person. That's how it works. Because oh I mean, let's face it, he liked Caitlin and Cassie more than the other girls going in. Yeah, and that's what he stuck with. And he's going to ignore all the things that they have to yeah, say, for which sure. is like fine. But also, yeah. it's like, dude, come on! Like <laughs> that's that's why this whole episode is bullshit. Is it's what he was never going to change his mind on any of this. No. Yeah, it was a total time waster of an episode, but God, I hope the hometowns are good. It's not like they're going to be as good as like Dean and Mung Beans, but maybe, maybe someone will go crazy. Nothing is better than Dean. (laughs) (laughs) Dean's hometown is my favorite hometown date ever. And I just, I wish I could still love Dean, but I can't. Nope, nope. Because he's the worst. He is. But, I'd rather date his dad. And I really did love him. <laughs> I wouldn't rather date his dad, though. But I would try. I would really try to encourage him to embrace the Zelda side mm-hmm. of his personality more. I think that's. I don't that's know why he's trying to hide who he is. Uh, what one, one like, big question for you though? What do you think Dean's dad smells like? Patchouli. Just patchouli. <laughs> Yeah, well, patchouli and mung beans. I, I was just say, I was gonna say, he smells like like bo patchouli and like boiled noodles. <laughs> yeah, noodle okay. water. I, but it's it's like the noodles are made of you know 
spelt or something. Oh. It's not just like normal noodles. They're made of pharo and ancient <laughs> other ancient yeah. grains. If your if your grains and aren't ancient, get out. They're sprouted in some uh. fashion. Um, um, okay, here were my favorite moments in the hometown previews. Mm. Um, Big Eye's dad saying, what are your intentions with my daughter? <laughs> to a virgin. Um, and then I wrote, Cassie's dad seems like an a-hole. Um, I like that, but he's realistic. He's an a-hole in a way that I relate to. You know, he just looks, he just looks at the camera and he's like, he just seems like a a guy dating my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, savage. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> you went there. Yep. Um, and then, okay. And then we get to bloopers. And Tasha has chocolate all over her jeans. Mm. Oh, no. Embarrassing. <laughs> and then Colton makes it look like he's like wiping her butt. It's kind of gross and weird. Not into it. And then he talks about her crack, and I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. No. A little, little weird. For some reason, I feel like you have to get intimate before you can make butt jokes. Is that weird? Yeah, I, I feel I feel like. It's yeah. just my rule. Yeah. Yeah. You have to see me naked before you can joke about my yeah. butt. Because how can one truly <laughs> know the butt until one <laughs> sees the butt with his or her own eyes? I mean... <laughs> That's my philosophy. <laughs> okay, so um, so we've got hometowns next week. Oh, I just banged my wine glass. Cheers. Oh, way um, to go. <laughs> boom. Okay, so we've got hometowns next week, and then and then we'll get to like the destination. Wait, is it hometowns? And then there's three, and then there's like women tell all, and then there's a final episode, or do we just have hometowns and then women tell all and then the final episode do they did they end with three i'm not sure we'll have to see i and i think they change it up sometimes like sometimes the end is like a multi-part episode and sometimes it's a thing and sometimes you pick one woman and then dump her and then choose another and And then you get a 40 minute uncut Uh, (laughs) stupid video that tells you nothing else yep it's rough footage, rough footage. It's terrible. You're like, it doesn't mean that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you. Um, but yeah, so what I'm trying to say is, when is his bench jump going to happen, do we think? do you, How many weeks would you put us out? How many episodes would you put us out before we see a fence jump? Let's make bets. I don't even know at this point. <laughs> can one fence jump during a hometown i choose to believe no i don't think he's gonna fence jump during a hometown so i don't think it's next week i like i said i heard a rumor that that filming paused for a while i don't know how that's gonna play out in the actual episode mm-hmm. my thought is that maybe um there's hometowns and then maybe they have the three girls and then he fence jumps mm-hmm. and then filming pauses and we get to women tell all and then he gets to the two. So I'm going to say it's going to happen the week after hometowns because I'm an eternal optimist. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I've given up. The fence jump doesn't happen. Uh, the fence jump is, has been created to lure us into an otherwise pretty boring <laughs> season. Uh, therefore, we, we will never see the fence jump. 
and Bachelor Nation will revolt. Truther? I'm a fence truther. There is no fence. It's a false <laughs> fence. I've been saying it since the beginning. It's a false fence. Yep. You're a flat fencer. Yeah, uh, the, the, it was, it, it's a crisis actor fence, actually. So It's an inside job. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he was on the inside, and then he jumped to the outside, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, please please check out my YouTube video series. It's called Loose Fence Posts. Uh, no, it's, it really kind of gets deep into everything. I can't handle this. Um, I'm the Alex Jones of Bachelor Nation. Oh, my God. Well, as long as you don't start selling weird Now buy my orders, supplements. Okay. It's made from frog glands. <laughs> and if you're a man, that's what you need. This seems like a really good place this to end good. the this podcast. Good. <laughs> I feel good about this. Okay, well, thank- <laughs> thanks for joining Rose Plate Special. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.